Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive. I am your host, Laurieann Sheldrick, the Contagiously Positive Girl, and every single week I come here to help you make happiness your permanent default setting. I believe that your level of happiness is going to be one of the most life-altering things you choose to have every single day. And it isn't about choosing to be a perfect little happy robot, it is about choosing a happy life, regardless of what challenges you have to face. So choose happiness today and unleash your inner contagiously positive tomorrow. Let's begin. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. So today I'm talking about, you know it because you probably read the title, scarce, Overcoming a Scarcity Mindset. We are talking about one of the most taboo topics, money, 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 money. But here's the thing, you guys. It doesn't need to be, nor should it be, taboo. So before we dive in, let's come to an agreement right now that you and I, we're going to get really comfortable with being uncomfortable talking about money and and we're going to start having conversations to get ourselves comfortable so that we can change our thoughts about money, talking about money, and receiving money. Here's the thing that I've noticed. Most women have an easier time talking to their girlfriends about um, great deals that they're getting on clothes, their body, their sexual partners, their relationships, sex, like anything else. But when it comes to money, it seems like that's where they draw the line because it's too private. And it's not because it's too private. It's just because money brings up this really, really unique energy in all of us. It brings up a lot of fears and it brings up a lot of discord if we don't have a positive relationship around money. You know, I watch a lot of men sit around the table and have a conversation. They're talking about money and they seem to do so with so much ease and so much so much confidence and they have no problem talking about how much they make and how much they want to make and what the raise is that they're going to ask for and you know they just have so much confidence but I see a lot of women sitting around the table trying to have that same conversation and it comes from more of a lack mentality and more of well I'll never have enough and money is really stressing me out and what if I don't have the money that I need like women really have more of a scarcity mindset and I want that to stop so it's not only okay to talk about money it's essential if we as women want to become financially abundant and this is really important because we need to put ourselves as women in the driver's seat of our lives it's just the reality like I can't say it any other way. It's really, really important that we become financially independent ourselves, that we have positive conversations around money, that we, whether you're in the workforce or not, um, it doesn't matter. You still need to have a clear understanding about the money going in and out of your household. So, 
I want to end the scarcity mindset. And today I'm going to talk about this because Money and I have had some ups and downs, if you will. A love-hate relationship. And I'm finally at the place now where I love not only talking about money, but I love money itself and what I can do with it. It's no longer about, well, you know, earning, just earning. For me, it's the more I earn, the more I can serve. The more I earn, the more I can do for my family. The more I earn, the more I can put out into the world. So I didn't grow up learning or having a positive relationship towards money. This is something that I've been working on for the past few years because the beliefs and conversation in my home were there's never enough. Money is the root of all arguments. Money comes, money goes. Money is too hard to earn. You can't make money doing what you love. There was never going to be enough to get by, right? That's, there's not an abundance of money. So that was the conversation and the beliefs that were going on in my home. And I don't want to just brush the surface, so I'm going to go deep into our relationship with money. I'm not going to be talking about your earnings and your interest rates. I'm talking about our inner energetic, emotional, mental relationship with money. Because I want you to get to a place where you feel worthy of receiving, where you feel worthy of earning, and where you feel worthy worthy of up-leveling to whatever it is that you want to receive and earn. That number is going to be different for everybody. My number is not the same as my husband's number. Um, Your number is not going to be the same as my number. Wherever you are, that's okay. Whatever it is that you want to earn and receive, that's okay. I just want to make sure that what you want, what you desire is coming from a place of worthiness, not from a place of lack. So we're going to start with scarcity mindset and get very, very clear about what our beliefs are about money and around money and the energetics that we have around money. Then we'll go a little deeper and I'll share a few programming, like reprogramming tips because a lot of the things that we do here are unlearning the things that we grew up believing. So I'll share a few reprogramming tips to make you shift your mindset about money. So again, this might be um, about an hour long. So if you can't digest it all at once, just keep coming back to it. I just really wanted to go deep because this is such a big topic. So first and foremost, for me, I had to let go of the mindset that you need to be so hungry that you hustle, hustle, hustle to get there. Here's why. That might work for some, but it didn't work for me because what it did is it created a new mindset that the only way to earn was to play the stress, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle game. And for me, it just cre- it didn't take care of my scarcity mindset. It fed my scarcity mindset because the I'm so hungry and I got to stress and I got to hustle that really like masculine energy, if you will. That didn't work for me because it was saying it's the only way to earn. It's the only way to receive is to burn yourself out. And I wanted to find a better way. So my personal journey with money, as I mentioned, um, has been a rocky one. And as I also mentioned, it started with um, my my parents 
relationship with money, but it really came to the surface and hit rock bottom when I was in college. So I had a I was I had a full-time college class schedule. I also worked a full-time job and I also had a full-time full-time partying schedule. So money would come in and money would go out like instantly and I was always spending more than I was earning. So when I got out of when I finished college, I had a ton of uh, student loan student loan debt. I had a ton of credit card bills and no means to pay any of them. So I hated, hated opening the mail and seeing another bill. I, I just, I dreaded it. And I thought that all of my money mindset issues would change when I started making good money and I ended up in, you know, my like adult job. And I was like, well, this is great. I, my, all my money issues are gone because I no longer have to worry about paying the bills anymore. But that wasn't the case. I still had a scarcity mindset because I felt like I was never going to make enough. And a new experience was happening as well. I worked in a very male-dominated industry and I started to see that, well, I'm not making as much as the men in the exact same position, some of them with the exact same experience, sometimes less, and I'm not making as much as them. So, because I have never been working on my self-worth part of around money, I just thought, well, I must not be worthy. I must not be worthy of earning the exact same as them. So I played the hustle, 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 stress, stress, stress game, just constantly trying to do the external validation, get the external validation, get the external proof and worthiness from other people that I am worthy to earn instead of working on valuing valuing my own worth. And because I didn't value my own worth, I never asked for more. I never said I I deserve and am worthy to earn the exact same as that man who has the exact same experience and does the exact same work as I do and has the exact same education. Like we are equal, but because I didn't value my worth, I never stood up for that. And when I left the corporate world, the scarcity mindset continued. It didn't end when I started my business and became an entrepreneur because I never valued my worth of asking for what I deserved. I felt uncomfortable setting my rates. I felt uncomfortable submitting proposals. I felt uncomfortable taking payment for my coaching sessions. And eventually, after a couple of years um, into my coaching practice, I knew I had to get over this because it was just expanding and growing my scarcity mindset and that was preventing me from growing my business and getting to the place of financial abundance that I wanted to get to. So I knew that if I was going to attract financial abundance, I had to change my money mindset and to me a big part of that was getting to a place where I I really, really, truly believed and felt and honored that being happy with what I have is necessary so that I contract more of what I want. So I had to really work on the mindset of I'm only going to be happy when I have this. I'm only going to be happy when I earn that. I needed to work, work on just being happy in the moment. So I talk about this often, which is... I may not have everything I want yet, but I have everything that I need. And when I embrace that, and when I feel that, and when I trust that, 
I just end up attracting more of what I want. But when I'm not living that, then I'm waiting. I'm always waiting to be happy. I'm not happy. And then I'm not feeling worthy and I'm not receiving what I want. I also had to work on valuing my worth. That was the that was essential. I had to value my worth. I had to get comfortable with setting my rates, get comfortable with submitting those proposals, get comfortable taking payment for sessions and setting my rates with confidence and get really good at receiving. And it came to a place where I realized that I'm in a service-based business and I'm in a service-based industry as a life coach and um, as a content creator with digital courses. And the only way I can continue serving, the only way I can continue to create, and the only way I can continue to teach is to earn. The two of them aren't two separate things. They go together. The more I serve, the more I can earn, the more I can earn, the more I can serve. And before I was putting them into two categories, like I have to be service-based, so I need to give, 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 and not receive enough. Now they're entirely connected and they are. The more we earn, the more we can serve and not just in our businesses, but in our lives with other people. So now my new mindset is, you know, I want so much finance. I want an overflow of financial abundance. So not only can I do the things that I want to do when I want to do them, how many times I want to do them, but I can do the same for other people as well. So I started reading at the beginning when I started this process, I started reading all books about money, like The Smart Cookies Guide, The Wealthy Barber, um, uh, all the Abraham Hicks books, because um, I wanted to learn more about the law of attraction. Um, There's another one, Tasha Silver, It's Not Your Money. And I just started Money, A Love Story, and um, Think and Grow Rich. Those were like, I just kept reading all of these books about money. And what I realized from those books, and that I know now, is that it really has nothing to do with money. It's what we believe about money. And when I finally got that, things really started to shift for me. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is what do we believe? What are our beliefs around money? What are our limiting beliefs around money that are creating the scarcity mindset that are making us not value our worth, setting the rates with confidence, asking for what you want, really getting clear about what you want so that you can expand and earn and receive whatever it is that you want to earn and receive. So I have two questions for you before we begin. Question number one is, how often do you doubt what you are charging for something or earning a salary for? Okay, how often do you doubt what you are charging for something or earning a salary for? Question two, how often do you not stand in your own power and say, this is what I'm worth? or even ask for what you want. These questions are really important. Here's why. If you are doubting what you are earning, if you are doubting what you are charging, you probably have limiting beliefs around money. 
And I ask those two questions because sometimes a scarcity mindset is really sneaky. It's really sneaky. We don't even realize we have limiting beliefs around money. So that's why I wanted to ask you those two questions because this is just so, so important. If you don't value what you're worth, you probably have limiting beliefs around money. If you are doubting what you're earning and charging, you probably have limiting beliefs around money. So scarcity around money is the best place to begin our money conversation because I know for me, every time I have a conversation with someone around money who has a scarcity mindset, it all comes down to what we think we are worthy for receiving and earning. And it all comes down to what we believe about money and ourselves. So when our mind starts to worry about whether or not we will have enough or the bills begin to all come in at once and then your car also breaks down and then you have um, a larger bill payment that you weren't expecting. What tends to happen when you have limiting beliefs around money is a scarcity mindset begins to creep in. Will I have enough? What if I don't have enough? How come I have never, how come I never have enough? Um, Why does everything have to come at once? I know I am worth more than I am making, but I'm so afraid to ask. People who don't have a scarcity mindset, if they have an abundance of bills come in all at once and then their car also breaks down, they're just like, oh, no big deal. I've always had enough. And this time is no different, right? So they don't even think about it. What I want you to know here too, is even people who make a lot of money can have a scarcity mindset. And their biggest fear is they fear that they're going to lose it. And that was a big one for me when I finally got out of, when I finally got my like, you know, quote unquote, real adult job, um, I was making really good money but I was so afraid of losing it. I held on so tightly to it. That's not an abundant mindset. That is a scarcity mindset. So I know that this is a massive, like energetically fueled topic. So I'm going to just suggest a few little shift, a few little experiments um, for overcoming a scarcity mindset. But first, we're going to go and do some inner work. The first step where I want you to begin is I want you to get very clear about what is that subconscious belief under the feeling of scarcity. So most of our beliefs are developed between the ages of 0 to 14. When it comes to money, we start to really have that relationship and our belief system start to be formed um, with regards to money around five, seven years old, depending on what the conversation is in your household. If your parents are very like, have been, were very openly honest about like arguing around money around you and telling you money doesn't grow on trees and all the negative things about money, then you probably heard that very early on. If your parents hid all that stuff from you, it most likely began whenever you um, started to earn your own money. So the reason why I wanted to share with you that we develop our beliefs between 0 to 14 is because a lot of your scarcity mindset and limiting beliefs around money are not yours. They're your parents or whoever raised you or whoever was there um, for the majority of time teaching you about money. And between the ages of 
actually zero to five is when we're learning the most and our brain is developing. So from this zero to 14 age, we're writing code in our brain. That's what that's how I always describe it. It's like writing code for a computer. Everything that you're doing and hearing and experiencing and learning and feeling, it's creating a, a code, a memory bank in your brain. And what that means is all of these downloads are you no longer are you no longer having to consciously thinking about it? So take for example, learning how to write. At one point when you're learning, you're very conscious of the fact that you're writing and that you're not sure how to write. But as you're creating this code in your mind, you no longer have to consciously think about how to write. You've learned it and it's now stored in your subconscious mind. You just write without even thinking. So when it comes to limiting beliefs, many people will say to me, oh my God, like I'm a grown woman. I should know better. Why can't I stop these thoughts? Why can't I finally overcome this? It's really simple. It's been programmed into your subconscious mind. Every time you react to something in a certain way, that is stored. Every time you respond to something in a certain way, and this is consistently that is stored. All the things that your parents taught you, all the things you were hearing in the household and learning and feeling and experiencing, that has been stored. So when it happens again, or when you're experiencing it again, or when you get out on your own, how do you react? If you've never had a new program, you're going to react and believe the exact same way that you learned when you were with your parents and what you learned from your parents. You don't even think about it. It just comes out, right? Or it's just the way you feel, or it's just what you believe. That's why you feel like you can't stop it. You have grown up feeding it. So if you know, you've never until you left the house stopped the momentum, which we usually don't do as kids because our brains aren't developed enough to process it, right? We don't have a control alt delete, or we don't even question if it's true or not because the people who love you the most must be telling you the truth. They're the ones who are teaching you. So often, the people who have been part of your life and your upbringing, they're the ones who are programming all of these beliefs. And as children, you don't have a control alt delete button because you're in the learning and development phase. And that comes from our teachers, our guides, our parents, our aunts, our uncles, whoever's raising you. So Often what you're hearing, most people who have a scarcity mindset or limiting beliefs around money came from a family that had that as well. It's a pattern. It's habitual. It's a programming. And you'll hear money is too hard to earn. When money comes in, it goes out. Your dreams are not a reality. You need to get a like quote unquote real job because you're not going to make money doing what you love. Money doesn't grow on trees. There is never enough. There is never going to be enough, right? Money is evil. Um... Money, money is the cause of all arguments. So as these messages are received and get downloaded, if we don't have anything else being downloaded, that's our belief system. That's our belief system. And we think, well, these people love me. These people are smart. These people are adults, so they must be right. And then what begins to happen is once we know our subconscious and conscious limiting beliefs, it makes it easier to flip the script and recognize that it's just a habitual thought. It is not truth or fact unless we make it so. So that's why it's so important to understand what's under that scarcity mindset. What is the limiting belief under the scarcity mindset? Where did it come from? Is it yours or is it your parents? Is it a pattern? 
So when we trust this, we know that there's another way. We know that there's a solution. We know that there's another belief system out there that we can program into our brain to work for us instead of against us so that we can get out of that scarcity mindset. I'll tell you this right now, like basically what you're doing is you're unlearning what you have been taught or told to believe since you were kids. If you always heard your parents argue about money or constantly say that there is never enough and money doesn't grow on trees, that's most likely your belief system today if you never broke that pattern. So I want you to grab a pen and a paper if you can. If not, you can do this later or just mentally list it out. But I do highly recommend writing it out um, when, when you have the time. And the first question is, what are my limiting beliefs around money? I want you to list them all out. What are my limiting beliefs around money? Is it money is too hard to earn? When money comes in, it goes out. Is it that I can't make money doing what I love? Is it that there is never enough? Is it that there will never be enough? Is it that money is the root cause of all arguments? Like what are your limiting beliefs around money? So once you have them all listed out, on the other side of the paper, I want you to look at each one and I want you to ask yourself, are these limiting beliefs mine or did they come from my parents? Once you see what has come from programming, from your brain being developed at the ages of 0 to 14, you're going to become very aware and you're going to look at that and you're going to say, oh my God, I cannot believe that this belief system, I'm still holding on to this. This isn't mine. This isn't mine. And then you can begin to flip it around to what you want to believe, to the new belief system that you want to have around financial abundance. So we model our parents. We model our parents' ideas. We model their beliefs. And so this is going to help you determine where you are just habitually reacting the way your parents did. And again, some of us break the cycle, some of us don't. There's, it, it's, it's just the reality of being a human being, right? So it's up to you. If you're modeling your parents, if their beliefs and their ideas around money, now you can create a new model. Once you know what your limiting beliefs are, once you know where they come from, once you understand what the root is under the scarcity mindset, you can understand its programming so that you can unlearn it and begin to turn it around with a re- with a new program. It sounds so, it's simple, but it's not always easy. And I understand it, but that's how our brain works. And that's how our belief systems work. And I'm going to go deeper into this as we, um, as we have a conversation. So the next question that I want to ask you is currently, so... You now know what those limiting beliefs are and which ones are yours and which ones came from your parents. In your household or with yourself, what are your conversations around money like? So are the conversations that you're having around money, are they positive or negative? Do they make you feel... Um, constricted like really icky when you have the conversation Uh, do you fear having the conversation do you argue about money what you want to do here this is a great 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 place to start the reprogramming if your conversations around money are negative simply begin to practice not complaining about money and instead train your brain program your your brain 
to be in proactive mode, solution mode, not reactive problem mode. So if you're in a financial struggle right now, have a positive conversation about it. This is a really beautiful way to start to program your brain to work for you instead of against you. Simply ask yourself some questions. Here is the financial struggle that I'm in. Here is the debt that I have. That's the reality. Of course, that, that might be your reality. But you don't want to stay in that negative story because your brain stays in problem mode and you cannot solve a problem from problem mode. You need to get your brain into proactive solution mode. So you simply ask, what can I do about this? Who can I reach out to to help me with this? And what is in front of me right now that I can deal with? This is actually a really great tool for when you're lying in bed at night and you can't sleep because you've just laid down and all of a sudden all of your financial worries and all of your scarcity mindset and everything is coming to the surface and you're laying awake at night and you're stressing and you're panicking and you're about to having an anxiety attack and you just can't sleep. So when you're laying there at night, you just simply say to yourself, you know what? This is the reality that I'm in, but right now, what's in front of me, I cannot do anything from this bed right now. I've put all the pieces in place. I'm I'm working with a financial advisor, or I have a debt repayment plan in place, or whatever it might be, the solutions that you come up with. So right now, in this moment, while I sleep, I'm safe. There's nothing I can do right now. And when I wake up in the morning, I will tackle this problem from a proactive solution mindset and I will put in place what I can do about this, how I can attack this, how I can solve this and I have everybody in place to help me to support this so that I can ensure that this never happens again, that we will always have enough. It's just having a new conversation with yourself. It is not ignoring the reality of the financial struggle that you're in, but what it's doing is saying to yourself, we can solve this. We can get through this. And what this does is it changes the energy behind the limiting belief because you are taking control, not allowing your mind to control you. And that's what happens often when we're laying awake at night and our brain is just going and going and going and all the what ifs and all the fears and all the worries and all the anxieties and all the things that could happen. We're no longer in control. Our mind is now controlling us. So by changing the story, by practicing not complaining, by having a new conversation with our, with ourselves, by writing out all of the solutions, by being in proactive mode, you're taking control. Your brain doesn't have to go into fight, flight, or freeze, which usually ends up in anxiety and worry, because you are taking control of your brain. You are putting yourself in the financial driver's seat, and that's the best way to overcome a scarcity mindset. This increases your confidence. It increases your problem-solving muscles, if you will, it increases your self-worth as well because you are you are programming your brain to work for you instead of against you. It's that simple. And you're also in a much better energetic place. And this is definitely an amazing way to enhance your energy in a positive way. So that is a really great place to start is just to see what your conversations around money are like and turning them around. That's a really great first reprogramming tool once you understand what your limiting beliefs are and what is the root of that scarcity mindset. Okay, so 
what we want to do while we're reprogramming our brain is and overcoming a scarcity mindset is we want to be able to interrupt the process. So when I was talking about um, how most of our beliefs are developed from the ages of zero to 14, and I was saying, you know, at that age, our brains aren't developed enough to question it or have a control alt delete. Now as an adult, you know better, your brain is developed you're no longer looking to your parents to teach you, to model you, and to like educate you and show you how you need to like behave and act in the world. You now have a control alt delete button. So a way to reprogram your brain is to interrupt the thought process. The first thing that happens is always the thought. Always. Nothing exists in life without that first thought. And I usually refer to this as the first seed being planted. And this is the most important moment because this is where we choose, am I going to feed this negative thought or am I going to create a new positive thought? So what you think daily and allow to grow and allow to gain momentum is what is either going to enhance your self-worth and help you to stop in the in its tracks the scarcity mindset or grow it and take you even deeper into a scarcity mindset so that's up to you and that's why we have this control alt delete to say that's why I say like the greatest place to start is to stop complaining about money is to change the conversation around money because it gains momentum whatever is gaining momentum ends up becoming our belief systems for a negative thought to turn into a belief what happens is that we're thinking it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again you don't just think one thought and there it is it's the momentum and that's why most of our beliefs are developed from zero to 14 because what we're learning is based on repetition 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 right so when you're mind is like I can no longer cope with these negative thoughts swirling around in my mind a domino effects a domino effect occurs those thoughts turn into emotions sometimes it's helplessness sometimes it's hopelessness sometimes it's a sense of complete overwhelm and then our brain says I'm overwhelmed I can no longer cope with this I need to go into fight flight or freeze and then our nervous system reacts and then we either fight, we flight, or we freeze. So we don't want this. We don't want this. It's We need fight or flight when we're in a true dangerous situation. It, that is really important. That's a really great part of our nervous system that we need. Um, and a really amazing thing that our brain can do when we're in a dangerous situation. But what's happening is we're constantly in this. And we're in this state with regards to money and we're repeating this all day every day for years and that takes up permanent residence in your subconscious mind and it takes over in the form of belief so now you're not just thinking it you believe it and nothing else could be true it's a program and that's how we have these limiting beliefs and that's how we have these this scarcity mindset around money if we don't stop the momentum of the scarcity of the negative thoughts, of the negative way that we're speaking to ourselves, of the negative conversations that we're having around money and we're doing this daily, it becomes this deeply rooted 200-foot oak tree of a limiting belief in our subconscious mind and now we have this deep scarcity mindset. I can never be enough. I am not worthy. I will never have enough. I will never be enough. And 
why this is so important to understand is that belief is what's creating your reality. Because what happens next is what keeps you from being, doing, and having all that you desire. All that cycle, all those steps creates the belief and you're now making decisions or not making a decision based on that belief. So if you, as you can see now, if you have this deeply rooted limiting belief around money and the scarcity mindset, the decision that you make when you're about to ask for, when you know you want to ask for a raise, the fear, the fight or flight or freeze is going to be so intense. You're not going to ask for the raise or you're not going to have the confidence while you're asking for the raise. And if they say no, you're not going to stand firm in your belief that you are worthy. And that is how, that is why our beliefs can either serve us or hold us back. Because when you believe you are worthy, nothing holds you back. When you believe you are enough, nothing holds you back. When you believe that you can be, do, and have whatever you desire, nothing holds you back. Even when you approach a scary, uncomfortable situation or experience, you're okay because your deeply rooted belief is that you can be, do, and have whatever you desire. We make decisions based on our beliefs. So what are your beliefs and how is that affecting your decision? How is that affecting your behavior? How is that affecting how you're reacting and responding and acting? So this massive oak tree, as you can see, it's incredibly, da- it's, it's, it's very, very damaging. You're no longer just thinking it, you believe it fully and completely. The root systems of the belief system have taken over your entire reality. They become so deeply entrenched into your mind that you are unable to believe that anything else could be true. So we want that to work for us, not against us, because if the belief systems that we have, if this whole root system entrenched in our mind is negative, it's going to wreak havoc on our lives because the choices we are making are driven by our beliefs. And I'm going to repeat this. If you believe that you are not good enough, that is your reality and you will make decisions based on that belief. You may find yourself thinking, you know what? I can't do that because I'm not good enough. I can't do that because I'm not smart enough. I can't do that because I am not rich enough. So now you're making decisions on that belief of I'm not worthy to receive or I can never make money doing what I love. And that might look like choosing not to do something you don't think you can or spending your life working hard to earn money because that is your belief. And that was my belief. So in my digital course, Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive, the whole course is geared around giving the individual's tools to help them turn those negative thoughts around so that they don't gain momentum. Because a limiting belief is a thought that we repeat over and over and over again until we believe that nothing else could be true but that thought. So then it's really important to learn and program our brain to work for us instead of against us. And that's what I do in Unleash. And that's what I'm teaching you here today is to understand that you can reprogram your brain. So with regards to money, something that I practice is just interrupting the thought. It's that control alt delete. So when bills come in and they all they all tend to see, you know come in at once and it's like, "Oh my god, when it rains and pours, instead of complaining, control alt delete. I'll just say to myself, "You know what? All is well. Whatever I need will come. I have all the money that I need to pay these bills. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so thankful for that. Don't worry, I am safe." And I repeat this over and over again and I take these deep healing breaths and I visualize my financial needs being met and how abundant all that feels. This is what I do when I feel anxiety around money creep in because once I feel like my nervous system is out of worry, 
I know that it's not going to go into fight, flight, or freeze, and I can just stop and go about my day. And for me, you know, sometimes I have to do this multiple times a day, and sometimes it just comes so naturally. And you may have to do this multiple times a day while you unlearn the old patterns of thinking. So oddly for me, fear creeps in when I'm actually doing well because I start to think, how can I maintain this? What if the well dries up? So I think many entrepreneurs will actually resonate with that one because it's not just about not earning money. Many of us also have limiting beliefs while we're earning money as well because we're so afraid. How can I maintain this? What if the well dries up? What if I lose it all? And then there's the other side of that, which is I just, I never have enough. Why don't I ever have enough? So just like anything, money is energy. And it seems to be the one universal law that we struggle to embrace. And it makes total sense because money is so fueled, especially if you didn't grow up in a household where money conversations were a positive thing. So the law of gravity, we get that right? What goes up must come down. Money being energy, we think, nope, there has to be more to my money worries and fears than just energy. But it's not, right? It's not about energy. It's our, it's, sorry, it's not about money. It's what we believe money is. So many of us, myself included, we've been programmed to have negative energy around money. So again, whether it be from our parents, whether it be from ourselves, not breaking patterns, whether it be because you're a woman and societal programming has told you that we are not as worthy as man, as as men, it's what we believe money is. It really never was about money. It's about the energy behind the money. It's about the fuel that we're giving money. And if it's negative, well, that's controlling us. And that's what's controlling our scarcity mindset. So when I started to take control of not just my thoughts about money, but also my entire financial planning, everything shifted for me. Because I realized it wasn't really about money. It was my thoughts and beliefs about money and they weren't good. So now I have a positive conversation all the time about money. Even when I'm feeling the scarcity mindset creep in, I start to have a positive conversation around money and why why it's so good that I can earn and all the good things that I can do and all the good ways I can serve and all the amazing things I can do with it and all the fun that I can have with it. And I just, I shift my mindset around it. I also know my financial numbers. I know my husband's numbers. I charge what I know I am worth. I don't shy away from talking about how much I love money and all the things that I can do with it. And this is a big blocker for women. It's really important for us to have meaningful conversations around money. Money isn't dirty. Money isn't evil. It's just money. It's money. So simply interrupting these worried thoughts, what starts to happen is our mindset shifts And that can change our energy, which is really our emotions. And that changes how we are going to react and respond when um, our scarcity mindset creeps in. So the affirmations, if you will, the whole new conversation, the Control-Alt-Delete works for me because it interrupts my thoughts. It changes my emotional state and that in turn changes my energy. And that's what we want to do. So another thing that you can do is you can self-coach yourself by 
asking yourself questions to challenge the negative thoughts. So self-coaching is really, really amazing because you can do this anywhere, anytime, not having to wait for an appointment. Now, I'm not saying don't work with a coach. Absolutely, if you want to work with a coach, but there are going to be times when you need to self-coach because what if you can't speak to your, what if you can't meet with your coach for a month? You don't want that momentum to gain for a month. So the self-coaching is really, really phenomenal. So something you can start doing with the self-coaching when the scarcity mindset comes in, when the fear comes in, when it just feels like it's too much, when you're in a financial struggle, wherever it is that you are, you can ask yourself, am I falling into a negative thinking trap? What do I want to have gain momentum? Do I want then this negative thinking to gain momentum? Or is there a way that I can shift? Another question you can ask yourself is, am I 100% sure that I will never have enough? Question your belief. Am I 100% sure that I am not worthy? Am I 100% sure that I will never have enough? Am I 100% sure that I cannot get out of this financial struggle? Am I 100% sure that I will always have these limiting beliefs around money? Because I'm telling you right now, the answer is always no. So this is a great way to interrupt the pattern. Um, You can also ask yourself, is this a temporary inconvenience or a real issue that needs some planning with a professional? Because sometimes it's just our scarcity mindset and limiting beliefs. It's not a real fear that we actually need some help with. But then other times it's like, you know what? Yeah, we actually do need to speak to someone professionally about this so that it doesn't gain momentum and that we don't fall into a trap. It's that simple. So you're self-coaching. You're putting yourself in the dr- in your financial driver's seat. Um, another question you can ask is, is this a fact or is it my limiting beliefs coming up? It's that simple. Is this actually a fact or is this just my limiting beliefs? Is this my programming? If it's my programming, all right, what can I do to control alt-delete, to stop it from gaining momentum? Always, it's always up to you. It's always up to you. Another question is, is my worry and anxiety over this going to help me or is there another more positive way I can handle this? Is there another more positive way I can react and respond to this? Is there another more positive way I can behave? Um, Another question you can ask is, if it is a real financial struggle like debt, you can ask, what can I do about this? Who can I reach out to to help me with this? And what is in front of me right now that I can actually deal with? Because remember what I said about being proactive, the worry, the fear, the anxiety, the fight, flight, freeze, it isn't going to solve the problem. So self-coaching will really help you to stop that momentum so that you can begin to train your brain to understand that it doesn't need to go into fight, flight, or freeze, or scarcity mindset, so that you're making decisions that serve you. And that's what it's always about. Because when we get into a more, you know, problem, um, solution-based mindset, positive mindset, it is so much easier and so much more comforting and confident and like valued, just feeding, nourishing our values um, than say than being in problem mode, if you will. Because we can't solve a problem with another problem. We can't solve a problem with worry, fear, and anxiety. 
We can't solve the problem if we're in fight, flight, or freeze. But we can solve the problem when we're coming at it from a solution-based mindset and making decisions from that solution-based mindset because it's going to enhance our lives instead of taking away from them. So I understand that this is a, a really big topic and it's only been a few years, a couple years actually, maybe not even two years that I've come to terms with money and trusting that, you know, I have always and will always have enough and I will always be safe and I still have triggers come up. And the thing about that is I'm human. I'm human. It's not about never having a trigger or never experiencing a limiting belief or never experiencing a scarcity mindset or never having a negative emotion. We're human. So for me, I understand that it's about safety. So when my mind goes into scarcity and I start to feel unsafe and this bubbles up my anxiety and worry, I need to interrupt my thought process because I can't solve anything from this negative mindset when my brain is saying we're either going to fight or flight or freeze because it's trying to keep me safe, which is your brain's purpose, by the way, right? So that's why we want to program our brain to work for us and not against us. And that is why you can't trust everything that you think. So the self-coaching really helps and the programming and unlearning old ways that are not supportive really helps and making decisions from a more positive solution-based mindset really helps because you can't always trust what you think especially when your mind is working against you. And I know that a lot of these practices and this conversation, like I'm making it sound really simple. I'm just asking you to try it out. These are just experience. The whole purpose of these exercises are to shift your energy towards ease, trust, and calmness so that you can bring your nervous system back to a balanced state because once you are in that energetic zone, you can solve anything that comes your way. So I want to share another little energetic shift experiment with you that will help you to change your thoughts towards money and the conversation towards money. And that is, it's a bill paying ritual that I do. And it's really, really amazing. So if you dread opening up the mail and getting another bill and you curse and you get upset at every bill you have to pay, this is, this is normal, by the way. Many people do this. But by just little tiny shifts, you can change the conversation around money and it programs your brain to enjoy earning more, receiving more, and knowing that you're worthy and just feeling safe that you don't have to pay your bills, you get to because they do certain specific really positive things for your life. So I want to head into an attitude of gratitude to help you take control of your mind because to start your journey to having a positive mindset around money, I believe a really great tool for this because it's something that we're going to do like daily or weekly or monthly is having a positive attitude about the bills that we get to pay. You need, of course, you need to know your numbers, you need to know your budget, you need to know where the limiting beliefs are, but this is a really positive tool that you can use to just change that conversation. You can attract more financial abundance if you are grateful for what you currently have, period. I truly believe that. And you will be amazed at how abundant you feel, even with the smallest of things, even when you don't have everything that you want yet in this moment. And that is what gratitude does. 
So this daily, this, this monthly or daily or weekly bill payments, depending on how you pay your bills, this little ritual, it turns feelings of lack into feelings abundance. It says to your brain, we may not have everything we want yet, but we have everything that we need. And also trains your brain to say, to see that, you know what? We get to do this. We are so lucky we get to do this. All of these bills that we're paying did something really amazing for us. You can truly make things that you dis- currently dislike doing like more positive, like paying bills. So this is my bill paying ritual. And what these types of rituals do, it helps us to be abundant instead of always trying to chase it. So the ritual is very, very simple. Step one is set a date, maybe two, depending on when your bills are due. So you can do this weekly or bi-weekly or monthly. Um, Set the date and create a really nice surrounding around the place where you typically pay your bills. So if it's in your office, um, make it really, really nice. Light a candle, organize everything that you need, get all your bills out, get a red pen if you mark it on there. If you pay it online, if you still pay your bills by sending checks in the mail, send them in pretty envelopes and make it look like happy mail. Whatever it is, just get your atmosphere looking really, really amazing and light a candle. So the next step is you're all ready to go and now you're going to begin to pay your bills. So for every bill that you pay, I want you to say thank you for one, having the ability to pay the bill and two, give thanks for the service that it provided. So to change your money mindset, to change your scarcity mindset, A really good way to do this is to appreciate and show gratitude for not just that you can pay the bill that you get to, but what the bill, the service that it provided did for you. So for a gas bill, it can simply be, thank you. I'm so grateful that I have the the means that I have the money to pay this bill. And thank you so much for the service that it provided, for the heat that it provided to keep me warm on that cold winter night. Or thank you so much for the air conditioning that it provided me on that hot summer day. Okay. Uh, For the electricity bill, I'm so grateful that I have the money to pay this bill. And I so appreciate the service it provides me, the light and power that it provides the power that it provided my refrigerator, my stove, my lights, it was able to charge my cell phone, my laptop, allowed me to flush the toilets, and so much more. Thank you so much. Uh, for the phone bill, I'm so grateful that I have the money to pay this bill, that I get to pay this bill, and I'm so thankful for the service that it provided me, the ability to communicate with my friends and family, and the ability to do business right from my phone, whatever it might be for you. Um, For the cable bill, I'm so grateful that I have the money to pay this bill, that I get to pay this bill. And I'm so thankful for the service that it provided and being able to have the ability to watch my favorite television show or my favorite movie. Um, For your property tax bill, it can be, I'm so grateful that I have the money to pay my property tax bill. And I'm so thankful for the service that it provides, that I own my own home, that I can call mine and provides me with safety and comfort. Um, I'll just go through a couple more for you. I'll let it gain momentum for your car payment or car insurance. It can be, I'm so grateful that I have the money to pay these bills. And I'm so thankful for the service that it provides that I get to drive in a vehicle that can get me to everywhere and anywhere that I want to go. 
for your groceries, this is a biggie. I really, I, every time I bring food home, I'm just so filled with gratitude. But for your grocery bill, it can be, you know, instead of saying, oh my God, groceries are so expensive. It can just simply be, I'm so thankful that I have the money to pay for the this food and I'm so thankful for the service that it provides that I have the ability to put food on the table for me and my family and at the end when you're done and you've paid all your bills and you've gone through all this process what I want you to do by the way between each one is really pause and feel it feel the gratitude that you have for the service that it provided and that you don't have to pay these bills you get to you get to we are so lucky for all of the things that we have around us. So pause and really take each one in. And Once all your bills are paid and you've mentally or even out loud expressed gratitude, just say thank you, blow out your candle, and just give yourself a little pat on the back for taking such a powerful step towards changing your money mindset, towards feeling abundant, and of course, attracting more abundance and positivity into your life. When you are thankful for what you have and what you can do and what you get to do and all of the beautiful services that are provided to you based on what you what that money can do for you and what it can do for others, it tells the universe, I am ready for more. Keep bringing it. Bring it on, universe. I'm not only grateful for this, I am ready for more. Send me an overflow. I'm telling you this right now. If you think this process is crazier, what's crazier? Being pissed off every time a bill comes in or creating a process that makes you feel more positive that helps you overcome a scarcity mindset. And the best part about gratitude, the best part about being thankful, the best part about shifting your mindset like this is it doesn't cost a damn thing. It doesn't cost a thing. So I'm going to wrap up with one more thing because we're almost at an hour so you're going to start practicing this control, alt, delete and programming and reprogramming your brain and overcoming a scarcity mindset and valuing your worth. And, you know, you can start reading books that will help you shift into this even more um, because I know like on a podcast, this again, this is such a big topic. There's so many things and I'll put some books in the show notes that I highly recommend. But I another tool to put yourself in the driver's seat of your finances of your financial wellness is to have a relationship with money. If you want to take total control of your money mindset, stop big red stop sign, stop ignoring your finances. Know your numbers, take control of your numbers. Even if you're not the financial earner of, of in the home, or even if you know you're not the one who typically handles the money, you don't have to fully take it on just know it. Just know it. Just know what the number, the household numbers are. So on a personal level with your numbers, just because you don't look at your statements doesn't mean they're not there, right? So this was me at the, at the beginning. I used to, I remember like, oh my God, when I got my real job and I was trying to pay off all my credit card debts, I was in my twenties. Um, I used to get my credit card bill and I would shred it before even opening it, thinking like, if I shred it, it's not there. But it was always there. It was always there. Trust me, when the creditors called me to tell me I missed a payment, it was there. So knowing your numbers is incredibly powerful. Because listen, we must take control of our finances 
and not be afraid to look at our bank accounts. If it isn't the way you like it, then work on a plan to make it better. Um, you know, when I when I would ignore my accounts and I would ignore my credit card statements, it didn't change. It didn't change. Even if I didn't look, it didn't change the reality. But when I took total control of what was coming in and what was going out, it put me in the driver's seat. It helped me to see my worth. It helped me to gain confidence. It helped me to be able to have the conversations that I needed to have when I needed help or when I needed to reach out to a financial advisor. It also gave me a clear picture of where I stood. So, and I continue to do this today. I have spreadsheets. I know my numbers. I know what's coming in. I know what's going out. I have my sales goals. Like I know it. And if I haven't reached my monthly sales goal or my monthly savings goal or any financial goal, I don't wait until the end of the month to look at it. I look at it every single week and I know by week two where I stand and then I can make the necessary adjustments. So spend time listing out your debts, listing out your expenses, listing out your income, um, listing out all the places that you're spending, your groceries or the gym, like wherever it is, really take a, a good look, really take a clear look at what you were earning and what you were spending and what you were saving and what your interest rates are. Like really look at all your financials. And if you need someone to help you through this, there are so many amazing financial coaches and financial advisors out there that you can reach out to or just like online resources. So then once you have a clear bird's eye view, start making adjustments, set goals, create a plan, see where you need to raise your rate, see where you need to ask for a raise, like put yourself in your in the financial driver's seat of your life. I promise you Everything will shift when you start to do this. Your scarcity mindset will go away. You don't need to argue about money. You don't need to fear money. You don't need to worry that you will never have enough. When you take control, and I mean control by, I don't mean control like hold on really tight and don't let it go. I mean taking control in a positive way by you really looking at where your money is coming and going and how you're feeling about money, all of a sudden, you start to shift and really value what money can do for you instead of always complaining about money comes in and money goes out or instead of, you know, not chasing your dreams and saying, well, I can never, I can never earn money doing what I love instead of having, you know, arguments about money with your spouse or your partner. So everything starts to shift when you put yourself in the financial driver's seat and not only work on overcoming your scarcity mindset, but getting very, very clear about your finances and knowing your numbers. So if you want more help on this, um, I have two digital courses that can help you with both your mindset and setting goals and action plans. These are two self-guided coaching programs so that you can go at your own pace and you can learn practical tools to continue to strengthen your mental, physical, emotional, and attitudinal muscles. And both of these courses are packed full of like what I call contagiously positive magic. So creating heart-centered goals um, has a really beautiful section in there all around creating your financial vision and setting your financial goals. So this is a really beautiful three-hour digital course. 
Um, and then Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive is a self nine-week self-guided life coaching course, which will help you to program your brain to work for you instead of against you, especially if you are filled with limiting beliefs. And if it's around money, a scarcity mindset, it will really help you to program your brain to work for you instead of against you and unlearn all of the old negative patterns that are just not serving you anymore. And you can find those courses at contagiouslypositive.ca. If you need any resources or any more information, I'm here for you. You can message me anytime. You can reach out to me anytime. You can ask me any question. You, If you are looking for a specific guidance, like reach out. If I don't know, I will find out for you. And if I do know, I will share whatever resource I have for you. So by all means, I know that we not, might not be living in the same city. We might not know each other, but I want to be able, I want you to be able to feel comfortable to have the money conversation. And if you want to have that with me, by all means, I am here for you. So you can message me anytime and I will put resources for you in the show notes so that you can take this process even further. And again, I know that this was a big ticket item. I hope that there were some nuggets in here that you found really valuable and I will continue to work on creating more content for you around overcoming a scarcity mindset and becoming incredibly financially abundant um, in whatever way that means to you because it's going to be different for all of us. So thank you so much for everybody for sticking around for this past hour. Have a wonderful day, sending you all so much love. And as always, be happy, be healthy, and of course, be contagiously positive. Bye, everyone.